from the Torah, from the five books of Moshe, very often, to most of us, I think that Sefer Vayipereshis, the book of Genesis, the first book of the Torah, is really one of our favorites, uh, because obviously it has it in the stories. Uh, but as we always point out, the stories are only there uh, to teach us uh, a message. Right? And in fact, the, the stories are often require a greater amount of mining to search for all of the myriad of lessons the Torah is teaching us, even to a certain extent more so than psukim. When the Torah tells us don't mix meat and milk, okay, so whatever it is, it is. That's the law, okay. So you basically study the law, you get the idea, and uh, from there you get the picture. But when it comes to the study of the psukim, of the stories, um, it's obviously far deeper. uh, And uh, more than that also, it has to a certain extent, a greater implication on our life than necessarily the do's and don'ts. Um, for example, right, the Torah tells us that you can't eat um, pork. Okay, it's a pretty straightforward mitzvah, right? Everybody knows not only can't you eat pork, right? According to now, it seems to be, you know, you almost had a shot at it by um, impossible pork, uh, but it seems to be it's going to remain still impossible. The OU decided that they're not going to endorse it uh, you know, you could. Uh, you don't have to look. I was going to tell you that you can look on the uh, you know, Jewish sources. Forget Jewish sources. It was on the on the Wall Street Journal. I think it was yesterday, the other day. That Wall Street Journal, the whole thing over there about halacha. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. I have no idea if any Gentile understood what the Wall Street Journal was talking about. I don't know if any Gentile reads the Wall Street Journal. I don't know, but uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You read the article. If you didn't know, halacha, it's quoting psukim halacha. <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. And he's saying, they quoted Rabbi Gadak from the OU. It's not really halacha. It's super. I said, "What the heck are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking. You're a bunch of quackos." Uh, but in any case, that was the article. But so, but it's straightforward. When it comes to the, the the stories of the Torah, we take the stories of the Torah far more seriously um, than a regular book, um, and in fact, we mind them. And just to point out, throughout this parsha you're going to constantly see the tension between the reference of Esav as Achi, as the brother of Jacob, as the brother of Yaakov, and Esav as the, the antagonist, right? The person who's the anti-Yaakov force, right? And it's basically, you're going to see throughout, a, this, this always mentions it in double language, Esav, Achi. Esav, achi, Esav, achi, back and forth. Every time you're going to see it's mentioned. And that's the idea that really there are two dangers that we face um, from our opponent. And that could be, one is the plain and simple when they come at us with a straight open anti-Semitism, right? When it's very clear the agenda, the hatred is, is very clear where it's coming from, what it is, what the threat is, Right? You don't have to be a Phi Beta scholar to understand that when the guy says he's going to blow up your store right in Queens, and if you're today, yesterday, right, he said the guy came in, he says, I'm going to blow up the store if you, if you have the flag of Israel in front of your store. So, you know, the guy probably doesn't like you. Right? I mean, that, that's self-understood. So that's one threat that you have. But then you have the other threat where it's not clear 
where the enemy is coming from, right? right? The kiss of death, right? right? We have lost more by the kiss of Esau than we have lost by the sword of Esau. And that is the assimilation, right? right? The assimilation of, the, of American Jewry, of world Jewry throughout the millennium, particularly in our own time, right? As, as um, Weinberger, he used to always, Weinberger used to say, he used to always he used to always say right we're talking about uh, the Holocaust of a uh, Hitler of six million there's going to be a lot more lost than that right to this and that is the second aspect and that really is the threat that the Parsha keeps bouncing back and alluding to both of these threats and that is the beautiful the, the words of the angel when Yaakov Avinu struggles with the angel he tells him tell me your name what is your name so the angel answers, Why are you asking my name? What is this that you're asking for my name? What does that mean? What is he asking for your name? You always ask people, so what does that mean? What are you asking for my name? Right? So the commentaries explain that Yaakov wanted to understand, he wanted the identity of Esau. Tell me, give me, what is your DNA? Right? How, are, how am I going to know to, to expose you, so to speak, into the future. Let us know who you are. Your name is the identity. If I know your name, right, then I can deal with you. So he tells him, it's a wonder. I'm always changing. I'm always changing. I'm like a chameleon. And that's what the medrash means. It's a very strange medrash. The medrash says, Yaakov fought with, some, with a person. Who was this person? So one says it was a, like a, a rabbi with a long white beard. It was a pious individual. And the other says, no, it was a bulvan. It was a, looked like, a, like we would picture an enemy. So which one was it? What does that mean? The answer is, is that it changes. Right? It changes. It's always changing. You have to know, you know, are you, you in the right path? You have to always know, are you in the right place? Are you in the right path? Are you going in the right, right? Are you doing the right thing? Sometimes it's obvious you're not, and sometimes it's not so easy to tell. Esau, the enemy, the enemy, what we call Satan, comes in many forms and fashions. Right? And that is the heart of this Parsha, right? To be able to identify right, who it is, what it is, what's the right thing to do, right? And that's who is the, who is the forefather that has that battle? Is Yaakov. And that's why we reference Yaakov is Titan Emes Yaakov, right? Yaakov is the identity, he's described as the patriarch of truth, because that's always the struggle to identify, to know where it's coming from, right? We've had in our history, we've had easy enemies, right? Hard to deal with, but be easy to identify, right? And then we have the opposite. We have the hard to identify, easy to deal with, they, they give us that kiss, but very often it is not the kiss Right, that we were so hoping, but rather it is the danger of the kiss of death in this parsha.